Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. proud of my boys yesterday seven and nine years old making uh, homemade cards for mom for mother's day and getting some flowers from outside and little craft projects this is after their mother's day parade of the other night which they decorated up a wagon and pulled it around with a with a trike <laughs> so it was a multi-day festival it was a multiple multi-day mother's day festival that's exactly. nice it was good times that's good my kids have grown and gone as far away from me as they can get but i'm happy that you're happy jack <laughs> That's nice. Doris Day died, so we'll uh, do we've got a full podcast retrospective on the death of Doris Day coming up later. She was a star 50 years ago. <laughs> well, and really, her heyday was 60, 70 years ago. From the 40s I mean, she to was the 60s. 97, and she was a young hottie when she first, you know, in the 40s. Came to fame. Right. I was just reading the New York Times obituary, which they probably wrote 30 years ago for her. Right. Um, yeah, she was a big star in the 40s and then the 50s and the early 60s. Well, yeah, she shared the earth with Adolf Hitler for a quarter century. Wow. Way to work Hitler into the show for well, the first time just around the death of Doris Day. Historically speaking. <laughs> I mean, th- th- that might be your all time bank shot. I mean, with all due, <laughs> with all behind the back, with all due respect. And I, you know, I, I she was a lovely gal by all accounts and very talented. Oh, but hottie. She was 97. And she's passed now. Mm-hmm. I'd say she'll be missed, but she's really kind of been missed for 35 years. There you go. Because she was just living her life. Celebrity. The very concept of celebrities is annoying to me. Um, I, I have known famous people, various trades, movie tradesmen, Michael, <laughs> musicians, uh, actors, radio hosts, God knows, plenty of those. And they have been really nice, interesting, good people on roughly the same percentage ratio as the plumbers I've known and the truck drivers and the school teachers. Of course. Why wouldn't they be? Yeah. Anyway. Movie uh, tradesmen. That's right. Thank you. Timely. Um, so you got L.A. spent almost $620 million on homelessness. Homeless, boy. I'm just going to say the homeless from here on out. I I ordered my tongue on Amazon. It's not the right size, but I keep trying to make it work. But you should see him lap up water out of a bowl, though. Oh, yeah. Like a starving hound dog. Uh, so L.A. spent almost $620 bucks trying to clean up the homeless deal last year. And a new report is uh, thought to say, it's been leaked to soften it, that it really hasn't done any good. Those who are spending the money at mind-boggling rates say, us oh, because rising rents are pushing people out of housing so fast. Not only in La, but in the surrounding counties that we're doing everything we can to keep up. I'm waiting to hear you mention drug addiction since we're now learning that's really the number one thing with the homeless crowd. There is a brief and passing message, Jack, on page three of this article. 
about the uh, various outreach programs that mentions. Oh, wait a minute. It doesn't even mention drug addiction. It's a list has expanded its outreach teams, given health screenings, trained sheriff's deputies, set aside money for rent and utility deposits and advocated for disability benefit. Benefits for veterans and others. Nope, nothing about uh, drug addiction at all. Right. That is it's the rising hilarious. rents. It's the rising rents. It's and, not drug addiction. And nope. Well, you know what, Mayor Garcetti, with whom I agree on mm, roughly nothing. He he is, I think, accidentally right when he says, and I quote: "Fighting homelessness is not for the faint of heart." We're housing our homeless neighbors at an unprecedented rate, tens of thousands every year, and we need help from state and federal partners to step up this progress. And also, I thought it was Garcetti. Yeah, he pointed to double-digit increases in surrounding counties' homeless numbers. But I will tell you this. Nobody in this article, and it's pages from the L.A. Times, right? Yeah, the L.A. Times, one of the great (coughs) newspapers in America. Not a word about drug addiction. And everybody on the street dealing with the West Coast bomb explosion will tell you from, well, it depends on the city, but 75 to 90% of the homeless, the bums that you see, are drug addicts. It's a junkie problem, not a rent problem. They don't mention that, and nobody even pays, uh, tips their cap to the notion that cities that offer the most generous benefits get the most bums moving in. Nobody even mentions that. I, I know. I know, and that's that's a tough one. If you're a compassionate city, I don't know how you fix that conundrum. But how do you not recognize that that is an issue? If you're going to offer a lot of programs, you're going to end up with a lot more homeless people than the town, I know in my situation, the town right next door. Right. Well, and what, what sort of soft-headed uh, illogic and uh, refusal to be an adult is it when people won't even talk about that? Uh, Well, we can't, we don't want to ruin people's compassion. You don't understand. Compassion is thin and getting thinner. Although the good folks of L.A. County did, uh, or the city have proposed uh, Proposition Triple H. Did he have a slogan, Sean? Were you into the wrestling? Yeah, well, he he had many kind of phases of his career. He started out as Hunter Hearst Hemsley, which Mm. was kind of... That's where the Triple H came from? Yeah, he was... I did not know that. He was an upper cruster. He he was very dignified. Hilarious. Hunter Hearst Hemsley. He had like a manservant that was... (laughs) But a a villain, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A villain. And then then he kind of just turned into Triple H when he... And now he's just kind of an adolescent in in man form. Did you hear about the wrestler that died in the ring over the weekend? No. He's a guy from the movie Nacho Libre with uh, Jack Black. Oh, really? But he um, he was uh, fighting a dude, and then he just goes down, and everybody did the, the his opponents like lording it over him, and everybody's yeah. cheering. And then he just never got up, Ugh. and then people like ran over to the ring, and then they ordered everybody out of the ring. He just dropped dead. Wow! Right in the That's middle crazy. of the ring. So anyway, back to Proposition Triple H, one point two billion dollar voter approved bond to build homeless housing. Um, and they're bragging that they've put like 27,000 people in um, permanent housing in the last year and a half, although they don't track people who leave their housing unless they seek more aid. And they mention, so they have no idea really of, of, of how much it's helped people. But listen to this the city spent $442 million from their proposition, Hunter Hart Hemsley, uh, last <laughs> year. $442 million last year, but none of the projects have opened yet. 
And the wait for permanent housing is stretched to an average of 215 days. Thus far, the city's $77 million shelter expansion plan has produced two facilities with room for 147 people. Government spent almost $80 million that has produced two buildings with room for 147 people. I know developers. I know uh, contractors. If I gave them $80 million... They could have 50 houses, each of whom, each of which could house 20 people in them up by the end of the year. It's just an astonishing exhibition of expense and, and lack of capability, lack of efficiency, and, and, and everybody was as just, we were discussing, lack of perspective. And these, these articles about this stuff always just, I don't know if the people who write them don't think, well, that seems like an awful lot of money for the result. I mean, how they don't spend more time on that. Or, or gloss over, like, just gloss over. Somebody told you it's because of the rising rents. So you just put that in your you article. You jot it down because how, how of that, rising rents. How does that make rents? sense to anybody? The rent is too damn yeah. high. And, you know, you've made that point more than once, sir. Unless you're already a down-and-out drug addict living with some other down-and-out drug addicts in a cheap apartment and you get thrown out, that doesn't make sense to any, any normal human being. Our rent's going up. We can't afford it anymore, so we're going to end up homeless. No, we're not. We're going to move to a different town or a different state or get a different job. We're going to restructure our life completely. But we're not going to go live on the street and stay in the same neighborhood. My daughter and her fiancé, who are as poor as church mice, I was just talking to Kate yesterday, and she said, yeah, you know, we really like this place, but the lease is up, and we're thinking we could probably find a place uh, that's a little cheaper in this town and still a good neighborhood. So we're we're going to start looking. That's what and, everybody does. Right. You don't just become homeless then. All right. That's I, that, and, they, and they put that in the newspaper like that makes perfectly good sense. So listen, maybe the city's about to open up lots of really nice, helpful shelters for the good folks. But their $77 million shelter plan has... Produced room for 150, 147 people at a cost of 523, well, $524,000 per person. Per person. Half a million dollars per person, which could obviously put you in a, a nice apartment with a nice car and European vacations. <laughs> I mean, in all kinds of different stuff. Oh, are you kidding? Yeah. It's just astounding. You could live a nicer life than anybody listening right now, practically, for half a million dollars spent a year. Keep pouring money into it. Government will solve it. They will bring you your utopia. Just wait and keep paying up, suckers. They're homeless because the rent's gone up. Okay. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm about to get a weekend. I was just talking to a co-worker in the hallway. She and her husband, uh, they've been married 30-some years, and I'd, I'd ask her how Mother's Day was. They've been married forever, and um, their kids are gone. And she said, you know, we were laying by the pool having a glass of wine and and saying, did you think it'd ever be like this back when we were raising kids? And I said, yeah, yesterday. <laughs> my, my kids are seven and nine. This wasn't my best moment of the day yesterday. But somebody yelled for me when I was in the bathroom, and I came out of the bathroom, and I said, just once, just once, I want to be able to go to the bathroom without somebody yelling, hey, Dad, just one time, just once, that I can't wait until I come out of the bathroom. Mm. 
If it never ever, ends. The way I dealt with that was I would uh, lock them all in one bathroom, then I'd go in the other one. <laughs> I have to have make, two bathrooms. I always make an announcement, but they don't hear it. They're busy Ladies doing other stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. <laughs> your father is going to the bathroom. It's going to be roughly four minutes. Unless there's a fire, please don't yell my name. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, there you go. Maybe they'll let you just relax on Father's Day and take your time. So uh, this is very disappointing for me. I mean, it's it's all uh, wonderful. My my little one came home from uh, college for a brief week. We had to pick her up from the airport last night, which means after one week of me being able to enjoy Positive Sean's Game of Thrones update, I've got to go back to sticking my fingers in my ears and saying la 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 through it because I'll be watching it at some point down the road. This is an update on what happened in last night's episode. How long was last Hence, night? Hence, ipso facto, air to go, therefore, there will be spoilers in it. Oh, right. You have to say this for people who wouldn't <sighs> catch on to that. Um, how Each episode's a different length? Yeah, this right? one This one was close to an hour. It doesn't... It, the the longest one they've done I think was like eighty five minutes. Well, I, my DVR said an hour twenty, so we didn't. That's one of the reasons we didn't even dive into it. Oh, last maybe night. this one was. Maybe this one was one of the ones. They that go was by longer. so fast, don't yeah. they? Good. Well, let's let's hear a thirty second recap of the Game of Thrones. Oh, la, 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 la. Game of Thrones season eight episode five, the bells. There's a traitor in Khaleesi's cabinet, and she deals with it the only way someone with a dragon would. The Iron Fleet, a little overconfident from recent victories, meets more than they can handle as Drogon goes full Drogon. With naval support rendered obsolete, Khaleesi takes her talents to King's Landing. Clegane Bowl! We have a Clegane Bowl! Alert people! Clegane Bowl! (laughs) What? Cersei, stubborn as always, insists that inside the Red Keep is the safest place for her. Dragon fire rains from above like it never has before as concerned as it's 30 no. seconds, everybody. See, what's interesting to me about this show, and it's uh, considered by many critics to be the greatest television show of all time, I have no idea what you're talking about. If you were recapping <laughs> The Sopranos, I'd get the gist of what you're talking uh, about. Oh, Mob War. Yeah, okay, I've heard of those. Even Harry Potter in its fanciful world, I got some of the idea what's happening, but I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> oh, it's, 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 they're vying for I've the throne. i heard the word dragon. I know what that is, kind Who of. will rule? So, how do dragons kill people with fire breathing? Yeah, yeah, normally, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, you'd think they'd like uh, fly along and decapitate people with their mighty claws, but it's mostly just cooking them with their talons. Their talons, Um, right? So they, they, well, fire breathing dragons. Then then they eat them. They don't like things raw. So, yeah. Well, who does? So uh, I tell you what, this is somebody who's getting too much into the show. Here's this beautiful German hotel in Bavaria. It's uh, out there in the woods, a popular mountainous hiking area. Maid comes into the room to spruce up a little bit. There's three dead people and two crossbows. Each of the person killed with a bolt from a crossbow. Little Game of Throny right there. Barbaric. Yeah, um, it's uh, unclear the relationship between the three victims, a man aged 53 and two women, 30 and 33, <sighs> came in for crossbowing. Uh, they're all uh, Germans. Yeah, they are. The room had a double bed and a single bed. That's a clue, Jack. <laughs> the man and the 33-year-old woman were found lying hand-to-hand in the bed. Hand in hand, shot with bolts to the head and chest. The other oh. woman lying in a pool of blood on the floor with a bolt through the chest. That's rough. I suspect that 
there was a falling out. The one gal shot the two with her crossbow and was cackling, victorious, when the man, with his last breath, summoning up the will to take vengeance, sat up in bed and with his crossbow, because if you're not you know, armed with a crossbow hiking in Germany, you're just a fool. German polar bears will come right out of the woods and get you, for instance. Anyway, so he sat up in bed, unleashed one final bolt, bango, right in the heart. I've solved the case. It's like Game of Thrones meets Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, this is, that's crazy. Or Deliverance, if you wow. ever saw Burt Reynolds put one in a guy. Yeah. Huh? Wow. It's a sick enough. Um, so how'd they do on their TripAdvisor review at this hotel, I wonder? <laughs> so this is Game of Thrones related, but also has a deeper significance. So people who are uh, fans of Game of Thrones but disappointed in the final season have decided to Google bomb Game of Thrones. I don't know if you know what Google bombing is. Whereby a Reddit post is given the thumbs up by enough members that it shows up near the top of the Google search results. In other words, enough people can uh, complain against the bad writing of this season that if you if you Google bad writers... The names of the Game of Thrones writers will show up at the top oh, of yeah, the list. Oh, yeah, name search, image search, right? So if you do these things in bad writers, they have they have beat the Google algorithms wow. to get the, the, the writers of this show that they like, that they are disappointed in, to show up at the top Just of to that. Just to persecute them. So what's interesting That's here is... so clever and it's, so mean. It's kind of funny and meaningless from the Game of Thrones perspective, but obviously you could do that with any political story or politician or any thing of significance very easily if you got enough people motivated... Sure. To uh, to manipulate the Google ag- algorithm. You got a Brett Weinstein person, uh, for instance, who challenges the hardcore left of academia. You could easily do that. You could get a bunch of angry snowflakes and ruin the guy's reputation online. I'm sure it's done routinely. That's What's something. Google, Google bombing, they call it? Yeah, Google bombing. Huh. What's in your news, Marshall? Trade war, dragging down the stock market will put things in perspective. And it turns out we trust machines more than other humans. You ever notice the market goes up and down every day? Can we stop panicking, please? It's coming up next. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. USA Today front page, Golden State has the championship look. Yeah, that was that was bad news Friday night for the rest of the NBA. Hey, you just got to wait till they get old and go away. Then start your franchise. Um, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the markets are reacting. The Dow down more than 600 points after China retaliated with its own set of tariff hikes on U.S. goods. Chinese officials say they're planning to raise tariffs up to 25% on $60 billion worth of U.S. imports. Now, putting things in perspective, China expert Gordon Chang talked terrorists with Armstrong and Getty, pointing out... We can't think that we can get out of decades of misguided trade policy without cost. This will cost the American people, but it's a cost that we will have to bear. If we don't bear this cost, we're not going to have an economy of the future. We're not going to have a society of the future. Chang joining others saying challenging China on trade needs to be done, and it needs to be done now. So your S&P 500 is down about 2.5% at the moment. A significant drop, but um, temporary, as is everything on the markets. We shall see. I tell you what, we cut a, a good deal with China. Eventually, you're going to see the markets go kaboom. I mean, it's going to be record-setting. And there will be um, uh, 
books written and statues erected around Trump's maneuverings. If it works out the way it's supposed to. Now, this is interesting. The Hang Seng in uh, is that, uh, Beijing or Hong Kong? I can never remember. Is up almost 1%. Hmm. That's weird. You China. Have a lot of, you have a lot of money in the Hang Seng or whatever you not just a, said? Not enough, apparently. Bye. China. Right. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has called off his planned visit to Moscow, but he's going to be meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin later this week. Instead, Pompeo went to Brussels to have a quick meeting with European leaders to discuss Iran and other issues. That What's meeting... going on with Iran? We, why would they tell us? It's secret. Can't tell you. You don't have clearance. Big doings. Really big doings. Yep. But they're not telling us. That meeting coming amid increased tensions between the U.S. and Iran, and as European leaders look to preserve the Iran nuclear deal, and just as Saudi Arabia says two of its oil tankers were sabotaged on Sunday off the coast of the United Arab Emirates. One of the ships was heading to pick up Saudi oil to bring it to the U.S., and that attack caused what is being called significant damage to the ships. The U.S. has warned uh, shippers in the region that Iran or proxies for it could be targeting maritime traffic. After the Saudi announcement came down, Iran asked for clarification about what happened to the tankers, and they also warned against any, quote, conspiracy orchestrated by ill-wishers. Yeah, boy, oh boy, this could be about anything. Any one of the players involved could have done this for various purposes. Impossible to know who did what. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> Concerns about the measles outbreak continue growing. The CDC says the number has hit 839 over 23 states. 75 new cases reported in the past week. The highly contagious and potentially deadly illness was actually declared eliminated in the year 2000. Federal health officials again continue to call on parents to get their kids vaccinated and have repeatedly called the ma- uh, measles vaccine safe and effective. There was a, another piece over the weekend on one of the news shows where they were talking with a doctor who's done a lot of work on uh, vaccines, studying vaccines and, and vaccinations over the years. And he was saying, come on, these are safe. And what happens is some of these kids are getting uh, measles before they would get vaccinated. So the vaccinations don't have anything to do, he says, with uh, any kind of uh, autism or side effects. Yeah, we we received you know we receive notes on this topic uh, of all sorts of different styles and, and you know making different points. Received one in particular that was very well reasoned, very calm. Said, "I'm not an anti-vaxer, but I've known people whose kids took a serious turn for the worse after the vaccines, autism type problems, that sort of thing." And you can't discount the experience of thousands of moms. On the other hand, this correspondent said. I can absolutely see if it's a very small percentage, a vanishingly small percentage of people who are affected, that you would say, well, as a society, we're much better off continuing to vaccinate. Because if you don't have the very few side effect kids, and I'm not saying I believe it to be true, but I'm just, you know, for the sake of the argument, your trade-off is to avoid that very small percentage of kids who are hit by the side effects, you'd have hundreds of thousands perhaps millions of kids suffering and dying from these dread diseases. So would the authorities claim it's perfectly safe, even if it were imperfectly safe? Maybe. I don't know. 
Some people think robots will indeed take over the world in the future, while others think bots are really pretty trustworthy. Penn State researchers... This sounds stupid. Penn State researchers (laughs) found people who trusted machines were significantly more likely to hand over their credit card numbers to a computerized travel agent than a human travel agent. The researchers took a look at the interaction of uh, people with machines of various types. And they say part of what sways uh, us is a bias that machines are more trustworthy and secure than humans. It's thought to pay the well, machines. Well, they, they are. They don't have their own ill motivations. Right. But they could be programmed that way, obviously. Right. Scientists caution that people uh, developing and running the bots could prey on your gullibility to get your personal information. But a computer that takes credit card numbers is never gonna on some Friday afternoon. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna get a bunch of money from these people and I'm gonna go to Mexico. Computers don't think that. Right. My ex just got out of county and I need a little grocery money. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the world's top competitive eaters fell short of breaking his own record, but still came out on top of the world mutton sandwich eating competition. <laughs> mutton sandwich. Mutton sandwich. Yep. It was Joey Chestnut. How about marinade sandwiches? There's no meat in. It was Joey Chestnut's third time winning the event that's held in Kentucky uh, every year. Last year, Joey Chestnut got the win by eating a world record 81 four-ounce mutton sandwiches in 10 minutes. This- I'd like to know what his life is like. Somebody should do a documentary on it. I would, I, I'm, I'm interested in a number of levels. He travels all around the country. Do they all pay for him to uh, They pay his hotel and airfare and everything like that? I don't know that? what the ethics are in competitive eating, Jack. Well, having him at your eating contest takes it from who cares to every TV right. station in town shows up. Does he get an appearance fee in addition to competing for the prize? Right. Yeah. Um, how much money does he make off of this? How many days is he away from home? Is this his full-time gig now? How yeah. long does he think he can do it? What do doctors say? What do his doctors say? Dude, how about you lay off the eating 80 mutton sandwiches in 10 minutes for a weekend? Things going to tear open one of these days, Joey. I keep trying to tell you. When you're you're laying there screaming in pain, I want you to see my face. Is he picturing I probably can do this two more years? Is he he moaning in pain every night thinking, I can't know if I can do it? And his wife is saying, just, can you do it for six more months? Oh, wow. Wow. You're, you're portraying the wife as some sort of monster, as some greedy shrew. This is this is ugly. This is sexism. So uh, from this article from, what is this, uh, heavy.com, I guess that's a website, yeah. uh, the 32-year-old earns an annual income of around $200,000 from prize money, sponsorships, and public appearances. All right, that's some pretty good coin. But he How travels many, all over the all over the world. Is he paying that? How not? often does he enter a contest? Is it once a week or once a month? I don't even know. His net worth is estimated to be around $800,000. All right. Okay. So he's got some money in the bank. There you go. Um, he quit his job in construction management. This is his full gig now. Mutton sandwiches. I mean, that's getting down into your, <laughs> your, your single and double A eating contests. He might, he might say, I don't know. He said, yeah. look, I'm home all week now. All week now with the kids. Every weekend I go to some dumb little festival and eat a bunch of food. Right. I come right back home. I, eat, I work, eat one day a week. And make more money. I have very little grocery bills because I'm, I'm always full. I have enormous bowel movements. It's it's a, it's a good life. All right, that, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I had to get an industrial grade toilet installed in our house, and that was a cost. But uh, 
a model usually used by circus elephants. I mean, seriously, what goes in must come out. Uh, 81 sandwiches? We've never heard a good exclamation explanation about how that whole thing works. Just the, the amount of food that fits in your stomach, how it fits, what sort of physical damage you're doing, and then what it's like for the next couple of days. Are you just like sick like you got a bad flu for several days after well, you eat the, 80 hot dogs? I would think you would be. What's the food coma like after you take in 15,000 calories? Are they all... Or 100,000. I don't know. Are they have all, to do the math. Are they all going backstage and throwing it all up again? Because that'd be the smart thing to do. I think there's uh, quite a bit of that there's in the got competitive to be. eating circuit. You, can't, you oh. can't leave 81 hot dogs in your belly for no reason. I don't care I what your life story is. You could. That sounds like a bet. I did it over a week. I know you could. Um, <laughs> yes. uh, if you become good at vomiting, something has gone terribly wrong. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If you're making 200K a year, you probably think, yeah. I throw up every Sunday night. Lots of guys. Lots of guys I work with in construction throw up every weekend. <laughs> it really sick to my stomach. And actually, I threw up yesterday. Who's your third place mutton sandwich eater right there? <laughs> These are all questions we have. Now we just need answers. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Do you want Super Grim? Worst thing you're going to hear all day long? No. Thank you for asking. Front page of the New York (laughs) Times yesterday. Sounds like he's going to do it anyways. I was going to say, why do you ask? It's a rhetorical question. Yeah? To which I know everybody's answering no, and then I go forward for some reason. (sighs) You're Uh, either bold and innovative or just an a-hole. Inside Syria's we'll take your calls. Inside Syria's secret torture prisons. Oh, how Assad my. crushed dissent. I won't get into the details because they are horrific. Yeah, really. The only reason I brought it up is this whole idea, and I say this all the time: this whole idea of never again is just fanciful. Yeah, we're either as a world going to actually say never again. That's a, that's a a common thing said, particularly around the Holocaust. Right. Um, and and how you know the world won't allow this sort of thing to happen again. The world allows this sort of thing to happen over and over again. It's happening right now. What's China's doing to the millions of Muslims? It's uh, what's still going on in Syria. What's happening in all these different African countries? It happens all over the world. I happened to read the other day uh, that uh, Tunisia, for whatever reason, was a super hotbed of recruiting for ISIS, and there are thousands, they believe, thousands of Tunisians being held now. In Syria, slash, you know, the desert region of Iraq. Um, So, yeah, God knows how those people are being treated. And nobody knows what to do with them. There are at least 128,000 people that have never emerged in Syria that were uh, snatched off the streets by Syria's police. 128,000? Yeah. That uh, were protesters, you know, in the beginning when it was just protests that just disappeared. They know of at least 14,000 that were tortured to death. But uh, so there you go. Good morning. Never again. Yeah, well, the world allows that to happen. And that guy's still in charge and may be in charge for decades to come. Well, I I would ask as the devil's advocate, perhaps literally advocating for Satan, uh, what would your remedy be? Uh, Removal of the regime like they did in Libya. Now you have a lawless hellhole in which people are killed routinely. It's there are no easy choices in this sort of stuff. 
You get a good, solid dictatorship with loyal armed forces. My only remedy is let's, let's pretend that this stuff doesn't go. Quit pretending that this stuff is not going to go on or that we right. don't allow this stuff to go on. Right. The world allows this sort of stuff to go on. It's just to make us feel better. So, uh, I tell you what, I've never been to a corporate meeting like this. You got your Alibaba? You know your Alibaba? It's like your uh, Amazon of China. Jack Ma runs it. M.A., just like your beloved Ma on Mother's Day. Anyway. Ah, Ma. They have a controversial work schedule, Jack. I don't know if you want to sign up for it. It's called the 996 schedule. <laughs> they expect you to work from 9 till 9, six days a week. Oof, that's a, that's a rough <laughs> schedule. Oof is right. Then I get a whole day to do whatever I want. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which would be sleep and tend to your injuries from working, you know, 12 hour days, six days a week. Well, uh, Jack Ma gave this, uh, well, he, he held a mass marriage, which is, again, an odd management practice by America's uh, standards. Well, you're too busy to get married, so you can do it all at once. Yeah, I suppose so. And uh, so he said, at work, we emphasize the spirit of 996. You emphasize it. Right. I doubt they emphasize it. In life, we should follow 669. What is 669? Hot. Two-thirds of a good time right there. Six days, six times, with duration being the key. So he's telling the people he marries to have sex every single day for a long time. Because they need children. Six days a week, apparently. Or, I don't know, that's the only... Succor, probably poor choice of words, uh, for working six 12-hour days. Excuse me, Mr. Ma, uh, <laughs> we could use some extra time off to actually make that happen. Uh, well, you'll be killed. What was your <laughs> name again? You'll be sent to our re-education office, young man. But thank you for raising your hand. Is there anybody else who'd like to make a yeah. comment? <laughs> Good luck convincing your wife when you finally get home at 9.30, and you got to be back to work at 9 in the morning. That uh, now's now's a uh, naughty time. Oh yeah, hey baby, <laughs> what? <laughs> now w- 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 this is not funny. Not one bit. One person present said, "And who on earth would have the energy to six six nine at home after nine nine six during work?" One usher said, "But." God, you got to be thankful you live in America. The 54-year-old founder also urged the new couples to procreate, calling children, and at least he's honest about this, a better investment than property. Uh, The first KPI? Is that a business term? I don't know. Of marriage is to have results. There must be products. What is the product? Have children. Financially speaking, that's got to be false, right? <laughs> having kids is a moneymaker. Unless it's, it's a moneymaker for him. <laughs> or is it supporting you in your old age? That may be yeah, more part of the Chinese culture, but Chinese birth rates are plunging. Plunging. In 50 years, China will surpass us. In 50 years, China will be empty. All right, that's a bit of an over overstatement. Final thoughts with Armstrong Gang. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Good stuff. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Hey, Marshall Phillips, what's your final thought? I was just going to say my birthday week uh, continued through the weekend. Had a delightful visit from an old flame who stopped by to wish me a very special day. There you go. Hello. Huh? Winning. Winning. Yep. coming up, Marshall. Wow. Michelangelo, final thought. A dark day today with no Doris Day. Keep her in your thoughts. <laughs> also, I just want to remind people that the Natalie Wood 
tip line has gone rather cold. If you saw anything, please email us. And remember, you can remain anonymous. Michael, (laughs) that's in bad taste. Positive Sean, your final thought. Yes, while my emotional investment into the show Game of Thrones doesn't really make sense, I am delighted in the fact that in this final season, the creators of it seem to have pissed off everyone. That delights me to no end. Uh, Trolling even as you enjoy. Jack, your final thought. The Natalie Wood tip line has gone cold. Oh, boy. Wow, Michael. Oh, boy. I enjoyed watching my kids on Mother's Day. It was so darn cute. I mean, just cute to that level of you don't think you can take any more cuteness. It was so cute. My wife was very pleased. Fantastic. On a similar note, my uh, beloved youngest child, Little D, uh, Delaney, is uh, home for only, hell, five whole days. Haven't seen her since Christmas. But... We asked her, what do you really want to do? She said, go to a baseball game. Mm. I'm a happy dad. Cool. Oh, yeah. So we're going to go to a ball game and spend the day and and eat uh, ill-advised foods and drink ill-advised drinks and have a big time. Eat uh, 72 of them hot dogs. Is that a challenge? Yeah. You saying you'd think I can't? Yes. Seek out some of that stunt stadium food that they're doing a lot now. You got like your ice cream dogs and your, oh, your, yeah. there your, you go. your cone right. burger. Yeah. Even worse than that, unfortunately, if I were to eat, say, 80 hot dogs, it would cost me $50,000 <laughs> at a ballpark. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Go to armstrongandgetty.com, drop us a line, click on the clicks we told you about today. They're there. God bless America. This is a... Uh historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Then the show's over. What? Bye-bye. What is the effect of that on you, me, the average consumer? It's devastating. Armstrong and Getty.